Welcome to Get the Goat Podcast. I'm John Mark Selig, owner of Goat Training in Edwards, Colorado. I've got my boys here. Hi, Barry Davis. And hello, Nick Junk Show. Hello, John Mark. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. You too. Um, my mom told me to say thanks for having me. <laughs> As one of our two listeners, she pointed that out. That's we have awesome. 34 listeners. Yeah. Okay. And my mom's not one of them, really. So that's a potential 35. <laughs> that's good. That's a milestone. That's really good. Um, so if you guys made it through the Raft Team podcast. Episode. And, and Congratulations. Con- and continued <laughs> to make it to this one. This story isn't good, but it's long. This is <laughs> We had a lot of fun last time, I will say. Uh, yeah, so we're going to actually just sit down and have a quick little conversation. There's been three sermons over the last three weeks that have kind of been the themes are are very similar their thoughts and ideas i think that kind of speak to the current climate of people in general but speak to how we it's interesting how life is kind of manifested in the gym a lot of times and people's character and the approach to how they look at the gym and the physical activity is also the same way that they approach their life in general. And I, so I had this, I had this moment where I could feel the heaviness of people. And I put a, I put a, a quote from Dr. Stuart Brown on the, on the board. And I, I'm going to read it to you guys and, and, and then we can kind of discuss it. And there was a reason for it. Um, the opposite of play is not work. It is depression, Dr. Stuart Brown. And so I said, let's play. Because I could feel like this heaviness of like, everything is very serious. Everything is, is, is weighty. Um, and sometimes we think that the opposite of play um, is work rather than it, the opposite of play is just you're depressed. And I think people are afraid to say, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm not in a good mental state. There's like this negative connotation with saying that you're depressed. And um, we live in a society where you don't want to show when you're down. You don't want to show when you are in a, not in a place that everybody wants to look like they're doing great all the time. And that's not the case. Um, and so I wanted people just to have fun in the gym again. So some of the workouts, like on Friday, I tried to be a little bit more playful in the gym with people. Um, and so two, was it two Sundays ago, Barry? We, <laughs> we just, you're going to try to call this play. Yeah, I guess I was, I was just going to be like, Hey, let's just do something really silly that the whole time we'll be kind of looking at each, looking at each other. Like silly and play are not the two. <laughs> <laughs> descriptors that come to mind um, sometimes you can take the gym so serious like okay we're getting close to ski, ski season I gotta get back into ski shape or whatever I gotta get my cardiovascular I don't you know we're going into the off season so I really want to maintain my fitness oh my gosh and instead <laughs> sometimes it's it's nice to just throw out the playbook mm. and just get rid of the playbook and say you know what let's do the flea flicker 
Yeah, I don't think we did the flea flicker. You're describing this zany fun time like we had a water balloon toss and maybe played on the balance board for a minute and then did a hopscotch. No, this fun, silly game you're talking about involved a thousand weighted burpees. Okay, so here we go. So on a Sunday, I put up a pop-up workout. Um, The method of the madness was this is going to be two hours long and it's going to be absolutely crushing and everybody's going to be in it together. And we invited, I guess it was like 10 people and it was all people that have been a part of the gym for a long time. There was no modifications. There's not really anybody except for there was a moment where Barry was yelling at Brent and telling him to stop, stop judging him. That was pretty awesome. I used the yellow kettlebell. (laughs) That's my journey. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so what happened was I designed a workout that was two hours long and it was like a get the goat times three. And, um, sounds fun and silly, doesn't it guys? (laughs) (laughs) Would you do it again, Barry? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I win. Yeah. I'd do it again. Yeah. I was not prepared for Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I like to, you know, like I like things like that, that. It sucks awesome. Yeah. And so structure is great because you can look back at things. You can see where you've been. And then sometimes it's nice to just kind of throw out some structure um, and just do something that's just flat out hard and share that with someone else. Yeah, um, you're not doing that on your own. Should I describe the workout? See, I'll that, describe the workout. See, that's what the goat is, though. <clears throat> we always talk about what the gym is. Yeah. It's right there. Who else? What other gym would you go yeah. do that with, you know, and, like, and suffer with this community? And we're not right? talking about, like, going to a Globo gym and doing a two-hour mouth workout, you know, <laughs> chatting with your buddies. Yeah. Right. If it doesn't suck, we're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the GOAT. Uh, so if you don't know much about our gym, Monday through Thursday is pretty methodical. We try to, you know, be as... <laughs> as structured as possible for our lifting purposes. But then when it comes to Fridays, or mm. especially this one, it's just like... Oh, hell breaks loose. It, it, we, we just want to kind of test a little bit of ourselves and see... If, if you what, don't know the gym and you're listening to the pot, this podcast, <laughs> be really I want to know who you are. <laughs> I promise to send you a Christmas card. And please <laughs> contact us in the comments. <laughs> So that I can send you a postcard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're probably like, this guy, Barry, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he I don't know what he looks like, but whatever. Um, so we started out and there was, you were teamed up. It was typically, or all of it was a male-female um, partner co-ed team. And you did, you know, just a body weight and calorie row, a body weight and calorie bike. Then you did 30 uh, burpee pull-ups, and then you did uh, a step-up to farmer carry. That, to me, was probably one of the hardest. Should have used the yellow kettlebells. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Two step-ups to a farmer carry, four step-ups to a farmer carry, six step-ups to a farmer carry, all going all the way up to 20. When you finish that completely, that's when the game started with your partner. And so that's the game is a weird word. here. Yeah. Game play play time. So what's amazing is that I had 
a incredibly fit lady named Julia Littman Walsh. And she, before I even finished, she already started the first part of the game, which was 60 burpee box jumps. She finished all of the 60 burpee box jumps before I even finished. The so how many burpee box jumps did you do? Uh, zero. So to a guy like me who did, say, 30 <laughs> after, after rowing and biking... Several yeah. more calories, just sixty more calories. Well, you worked. You worked harder. I mean, yeah. Mariani. I'm just you know, um, <laughs> just want to keep pointing out how fun this game is. Yeah, and then we did a row a row deal, and we did a bike deal as partners, and then you did another, and then we got to play on the piece of equipment that none of us have touched in months. Oh yeah, the skier. The ski erg made by Concept Two, and it was shocking. At first, I was like, yes, I finally got back to the skier. This is going to be awesome because it's my favorite machine. It's not my favorite machine anymore, just so yeah. you know. I mean, it was like, holy. Why? Because you're out of shape? Up? Yeah. It just, yeah. If you haven't touched it in six to eight yeah, months, it's, it's like. freaking tough. Yeah. It was just brutal. I so, hate that thing. Yeah. Um, but we all finished within like four minutes of each other. You know, we had five different teams. Um, and it was a, it was just a, it was honestly a, a really cool experience seeing um, everybody that was willing. They kind of knew what they were getting into somewhat. And then they finished and they were like, I just did that. Like that was, that was, that was pretty fit now. <laughs> Definitely fit not now. fit now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Done. Done. Did it. Yeah. And, and so here would be the deal. Um, I keep on coming back to this word that's despair. Um, and it's despair. I've heard it described as this, the fear of tomorrow being the same as today. So if you're in a place that like, that is not healthy and is not a real positive place to be, that you're afraid that tomorrow is going to be the same thing. And I feel like that's what people are going through right now. And sometimes in the gym setting, like, People a lot of times want workouts that are, you know, all over the place. We're talking like they want a workout where, you know, where one day you're doing, it's all randomized, just like CrossFit does, where, you know, one day it's one thing, the next thing, next day it's the next thing. They want tons of variety. And sometimes when they come to our gym, they start, they're like, really, we're squatting again on Monday? Yeah, we're going to squat again. And you're going to do bench press. And the accessory work might change. And some other things might, you know, be, be a little bit variable. Right. But sometimes people get bogged down by the mundane and just the, the little details. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, we're just not going to get, but then also I don't think if all you do is that you just do this one day, you do this the other day, you never can see progress. And so despair kind of comes, and I put this on the board yesterday, but despair and depression comes a lot of times when you feel like you're never going anywhere. Like nothing, like you haven't, nothing's changed for you. You haven't gone, you haven't met your goals. You feel as though you haven't met your goals. And in reality, you you might have come a long way, but if you'd never measure it, you never look at it, and you never track what you've been doing up yeah. to that point, then yeah, for sure. Like perfect example is Nick like just showed up 
back of the gym and he's like i have no idea what my weights are i have no idea so he's gonna have to write his numbers down again and say okay this is where i was so then he can look back rather than going man i feel like i'm at 115 for the last three months well yeah what you used to do three reps of 115 now you're doing eight reps of 115 that's a big difference way different so so i think not looking back at that a lot of times we feel as though we're just in this mundane boring life and in reality like have you ever been skydiving i haven't you Um, so you go skydiving right and if you've never been um when you jump out of the plane, it just feels like you're standing in front of a giant wind hose. Like you have no idea how fast you're going because there's no frame of reference. You're mm. falling at 120 miles an hour, but it just feels like super windy. You have zero idea how much is actually happening until they open the chute. And then when things start to come into view and are coming at you fast. But for the first, for the exciting part, you have zero, you cannot tell how fast you're going. Hmm. And so it's kind of the same with, with, the progress that we're making right now, because we don't have things flying by us at 120 miles an hour, sometimes it's hard to tell how fast we're moving forward. Yeah. So, so this, this would actually be one of the reasons that we don't do the typical ski conditioning. Um, so if you go to your normal like club or whatever, and somebody that's, kind of doing that normally does the step aerobics you know is now doing the ski conditioning and there's tons of jumping you're going to be stepping up blah 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 and you just jump around a ton um and that is the typical or you're doing plyometrics on a bosu ball and you're jumping on this and you jump on that um do we do some of those movements yes um but we try to stay away from the idea that we are conditioning you for skiing because in reality, you've got to actually do the sport to be conditioned for the sport. So, and I'll, hopefully this will make sense. If it doesn't, help me out. Um, we like to prepare the body for ski conditioning rather than actually do ski conditioning movements or ski type of movements or trying to recreate skiing in the gym setting rather than trying which because in reality what happens if i try to make you do a ski movement in the gym it ta- it's going to beat down your body quite a bit and then you get to opening day and you're already beat up your joints are beat up significantly so could we prepare the body for something that we call time under tension and so it's hard to see that you made any progress when you're when you're when you're doing some of that stuff my hope is that if we can teach people to have like a muscle contraction and time under tension while they are lifting and that's what we're kind of building into right now Hmm. and so it can feel a little bit mundane but hopefully when they get on the hill it's not like their first day they're gonna be like cool i'm good i can go top to bottom no big deal like it just doesn't work that way Right? That's what everybody's going to say, though. <laughs> I hope. I mean, everyone's doing great. <laughs> Always. I mean, so if if I beat everybody up in the gym because they were jumping and jumping and jumping, and then now they're already fatigued and beat up, and then now they have to go ski more, they're like, "Why am I going to this gym? Like, what's it really doing for me here?" 
Um, so if we can prepare the body to ski rather than say that we now you're conditioned to ski, I think it's two different mindsets. Does that is that total sem semantics or does that make sense to you guys when I say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been under the impression that you kind of beat your body up <laughs> outside of your sport right. to get trained for your sport. But, I mean, I guess I would ask you to ask, wait, uh, about it, your joints getting beat up and whatnot. You're saying, I mean, like, you, you want to beat your body up, but in a... You want to get strong, not In a strong knees. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and I, that's the point of the, great like... Analogy. That's yeah. why I like going to the gym, because, like, my sport is playing with my kid like and you never know what a five-year-old's gonna want to do some days we ride bikes some days we skateboard some days we climb straight up a hill because he sees a cave up there <laughs> like and i'm confident in knowing that i've been life training you know life conditioning at the gym and i'm i'm pretty much strong enough to do if one of my buddies from anywhere in the country called me and said hey barry do you want to go play x like yeah i'll show up i'll be okay i won't yeah. pull a hammy yeah um and i so I think the goal in the gym is I, I want it to be, and sure, is there a potential that you can injure yourself in the gym? Totally. Is it, they did a study over a thousand hours. I think we've discussed this um, at one point, not on the podcast, but so they did a study and they looked at all these different sports across the board and they looked at a thousand hours and how many injuries per thousand hours. And it was like football was like 32 injuries per thousand hours of the sport being played. Um, rugby was like 24. Running is like six injuries per thousand hours. Um, lifting weights is one. Mm. Now, if you take it to CrossFit or Olympic lifting or something like that, where it has a competitive element in the gym where you are pressured to do a certain amount of weight, either for time or for a certain load, then it increases to like 2.4 per thousand hours. So lifting inherently is not, is really, really low likelihood of hurting yourself. The, problem that I deal with all the time is that everybody comes into the gym and they're like, ah, I think I got this, I got that, I got this. It's like, well, well, what did you do this week? Oh yeah, that's right. I did this, this, and this. And then it's not actually the gym. It was actually that I ran 24 miles yesterday. And so I'm trying to, re now if we can give more muscle structure. Okay. So if we talk about like tendon issues specifically mm. i would say probably the majority of the people have joint pain or tendon problems and if we can give more muscle structure around the knee okay and the reason i'm giving you this framework is because i want people to understand that in the midst of feeling like it's mundane there's some really important things that are happening so because sometimes you don't realize what it's actually doing so tendon issues takes a significant you can build muscle a lot easier than you can build tendon strength tendon tendon strength happens under load so you might not be adding a ton of weight on the bar because your your, your muscles aren't actually getting stronger but your tendons might be getting stronger and that's really hard to measure and so a lot of people come in they either have joint pain or or some type of tendinopathy or something like that 
And if they realize that under load, if we can give muscle structure around the knee to help build the knee up, then the load on the joint and on that, te on that tendon is significantly reduced. Um, and does, yeah, am I? And, yeah, no, and that's built through repetition. It's actually happened more under load than repetition because that's the other thing that I don't want to do in the gym is if I, if I have somebody that's a big runner or a big cyclist, typically their injuries are coming in, they're coming into the gym because of overuse injuries or something like that. Well, I don't want to give them a ton of reps. And everybody always says, you know, I had a lady not too long ago. She's like, well, I just, I don't, I don't do a lot of weight. I do, I do lots of reps and low weight. Well, I'm like, well, okay, that's totally fine. I'm not going to have you, you know, load up the bar and just squat. That's not the goal. It's depending on you and the appropriate weight for you, but we're going to slowly build that, that weight up if it's appropriate, and we're going to continue to add the appropriate stress. But a bunch of reps, lightweight, one, does not build, doesn't make you bigger. Mm -mm. I mean, sorry, a ton of reps and lower weight actually has a potential to make you bigger, and that's the complete opposite of what right. most people think. I just agreed with what you incorrectly said. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's what I thought. Right. So, wait, so, so somebody, though? so, so it's called, so hypertrophy typically right. happens. Um, it's going to happen no matter what. So hypertrophy is when the muscle actually swells and gets bigger. If you do strength training, um, the idea is, is, is to try, you're going to have that happen a little bit, but if you are a bodybuilder, you're going to do lighter weights and you're going to do tons and tons of reps and you're gonna go, you know, pretty much to failure every single time. And that is what typically people do when they're not at a programmed situation the way that we're trying to approach things, is we don't want you to do a ton of reps, but we need you to go to an appropriate weight too. Because bodybuilders have tons of injuries. Bodybuilders have more injuries than CrossFit or, um, or just normal lifters. Um, and, the goal is to make sure that the weight is appropriate, keep the, keep the weight, keep the weight appropriate and keep the reps where they need to be because that puts the right amount of stress on the tendons and can actually get your muscles stronger. Powerlifters don't, they don't want to get any big, bigger. They want to stay in their weight class and they want to get as strong as possible. So we've taken a lot of their methodology and their approach to lifting and applied it to endurance athletes, moms, you know, right. dads, people that are just mountain you know, lovers that want to just enjoy, you know, the recreational piece of what, why they moved here. Um, and so I think that's one of the big misnomers. But the hard part is, is that sometimes when you're doing that, it takes a lot longer to make it happen. Right. And it can Discipline. feel a little bit mundane and it can feel a little bit like this is this is a long haul so this this brings me to something and you guys push back on this and I'm not trying to get political on this so people want so e they so badly want to be they want a quick fix they want it to happen fast they want this to happen in 30 days they want to see the results that they want they want to look a certain way and it's the same thing that I feel is going on with like COVID right now. Like 
they just want the quick fix. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, just tell me, like, or right. or let's just get this over with and let's <clears throat> just do herd immunity. Right. Make it go away. Yeah, I feel that. I felt that. You know, and so, I, and I'm, if we realize that in 10 years from now, well, Sweden did it right. We're idiots. The doc, you know, whatever. I'm not, not trying to get political on this piece, but I am, I think there are a lot of people that aren't looking at what herd immunity is. They just like the idea of it because right. it makes it easier on them. Because it means they don't have to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. People want to not do anything with anything. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go on a limb here. I also would like to be rich and more fit, better looking, <laughs> two inches taller. My bald spot will grow back in. Uh, I'll be a better writer. In I've two got weeks. a few. I've got a hand. Yeah, tomorrow. Fine. Yeah. If yeah. I listen to this podcast, I'll be fixed. You're right. And it just doesn't work that way. And so I then think. what happens when you have that mentality of like, I'm going to get a quick fix. And you jump from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And then you never, then you're yeah. actually you're worse off than when you started. Um, I, I struggle with the idea. So we had this conversation. Someone said the other day, we're like, well, what, what's the reason that, why do you think it, they were just asking me like a really good question. Why do you think our country has had more COVID deaths in other countries? And I don't, I don't know this. I'm, this is totally anecdotal, but I think we are a culture and a group and a people that are unbelievably unhealthy. We've wanted the quick fix thing. We're our country is like the designers yeah. of the quick fix. <laughs> right. We are the ones that want the easy route because that's, you know, and instead of doing something that's a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more long haul to where you can continue to make progress over time. But instead, we're hopping from this to this to this, and we've got massive obesity rate. We've got tons of diabetics. We've got mental health issues, which adds into a lot of those other physical unhealthy pieces. And so that is playing a big role. It's not... We've got tons of people with, you know, co comorbidities that are playing a role into this. We've got a very wealthy country and everybody's unbelievably unhealthy. And no one's, no one's saying, hey, here's what the stimulus plan's going to be. If you guys go, you know, you can get tax breaks for going, being part of a gym or taking, getting your annual checkup or going to do you know, spend more time on being healthier in general. Like that would be like, let's take care of the health of the country yeah. right now, rather than saying, Hey, let's just put a bandaid on it. Let's put a bandaid on it. Right. And is that, yeah, I feel like any changes like that, the only way those could ever happen is if it's a smaller community that creates that rather than like the nation, the government making that, Yeah, you know, like, if Colorado was able to give you tax breaks for joining a gym, I can maybe see that happening. Right. I, I just thought, you know, and looking at nations and whatnot, like why is Sweden I, so much better than us in, in handling this? I think size has a huge deal. Well, so, and, so well, that country... And creating that community. 
Yeah. Well, that country that, actually has the so, and and people would say, hey, well, we should we should do this herd immunity thing. I think it's the way to go. It's like, well, okay, well, their obesity rate is significantly less, like significantly less. They're um, right. they're they have social health care, so their their people don't have to worry about health care as much. Um, and so I'm not, and I'm not advocating for social health care. All I'm saying is that they are set up a lot better than we are. So for mm-hmm. something like that, right. and and that's just not who we are. No. And so often people want to be something else so badly. They're like, I want to be that. I want to be that. I want to be that. And in reality, they need to face the music and say, that's not you. Right. Like you do you as Robbie practical. Practical would always say. Do you guys know him? Yeah. Ski back Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. The reason, I mean, the answer I see to this is tapping into a small community. Like tapping into a goat, wherever you are. <laughs> like, for, I, I wouldn't be hearing this or, or increasing my discipline if it wasn't for the gym. But there's, you know, there's so many competing com- meet competing communities in a person's life right you know this is this is a community right. based on people who are into fitness you know so right you know i mean but if find I, that <clears throat> but or you. other people are finding other communities that are enriching yeah. them in some way right. and um you know like i'm sure there's a dungeons and dragons community somewhere that exactly wants to talk about how we're wasting our time you know like whatever you're into do it but um, I, that's totally it. but and we're not gonna be able to fulfill like yeah, it doesn't fulfill all of it. Shout out to my D and D people, by the way. So, <laughs> I felt that. Was everybody else? Were you guys, when you guys were talking about Sweden, is there a correlation? Or I'm gonna have to get out my TI-82 and maybe draw a graph of this correlation. But do you remember the Swedish bikini team? <laughs> I haven't heard a lot from them these days. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember those ads when you were kids, but I'm gonna do a little digging. I'm gonna do a little digging. What? You don't remember those beer ads that featured the Swedish bikini team? No. Do you? No. Like on Super Bowls? Again, drop a mention in the com- in the comments. <laughs> I will send you a postcard of the Swedish bikini well, team if you haven't already put it into your Google machine. Yeah, Google machine. <laughs> like I said, exactly. Americans' knowledge of the Swedish bikini team is at an all-time low. <laughs> and a lot of that. these things we're talking about, unhealthiness, unhappiness, uh, I believe it's a disconnect. Yeah. Strong correlation. Yeah, there might be. Let's get them back on TV. Let's get people. them back. But find your community. I think that's. I think that's the answer. What you said. What, what you said. You know, your D and D community, your goat community, whatever can bring that discipline. I was talking to Robbie Prechtel about that when we did the other podcast episode, just about being a jack of all trades and a master of none, like jumping yeah. from one thing to the next to the next to the next, not having the discipline to like see something out. I feel, I relate with Robbie a lot on that. Yeah. Like. It sounds like, and you guys know him a lot better than I do, but he sounds like a lot like how I am and just tries something pretty hard, goes hard on something for a short amount of time, and then, uh, quote unquote, gives up or just lose interest. And I, I mean, I lose interest often. Yeah. How do I, how do we not do that? Well, I don't know, Barry. Again, 10,000 feet, right? Like, like, let's talk about Bob. To him, he thinks that he's scattered or we think he's scattered because this week he's going to run or bike or kayak or whatever. But, like, from 10,000 feet, like, you're not that scattered, dude. You're just living an active lifestyle. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is – I heard 
gym owners described as this. Most gym, gym, most gym owners are entrepreneurs that have failed, and <laughs> they are not hireable because they don't want to. They don't work well with others, but they just like exercise. Was <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. it? I was like, oh. Well, it's kind of like think cool. about every bike shop you've ever been into. The problem with bike shops is people get into them not because they like customer service, but because they like bikes. You know, and it's like, you know, have you been in the bike shop where the mean guy's like, ah, a customer? You know, yeah. same with a lot of gyms. Like some guy just he's like, of, dude, you messed me up in the middle of my reps. Yeah, you just walked in. I like to think of John Mark as our gym dungeon master. Yeah, that's right. a slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in reality, like I, that doesn't fulfill me if it's just, if it's just that I get. I mean, people assume that I just work out all the time. I mean, they'd think so by looking at your chiseled body. Yeah, no, nope. and that's the, like that's not that's not how it works. It's, not, it's a business. You're, a, yeah. you're managing a community. And in reality, I do this for other reasons than just, hey, I get to work out all the time. I actually probably work out less than when I. But that's the great success of any any small business is the community you create and the engagement people have with those people. Like whether it's a restaurant, like we are all going to go to the coffee shop where the barista knows our name or we know the manager. Like that's that's humans. And so that's what's made. That's what's cool about the goat. That's what's cool about. Whatever you're into is like you find, mm-hmm. you know, the the pool of like-minded the people. Reason why? Yeah. They're not even like-minded necessarily, but like people you kind of want to be around. Yeah. And so I, I think you know I, we've talked about the biggest challenge for the goat is that the product at the goat isn't what's on the board or the kettlebells or a place to do pull-ups. Like your challenge is that you're the product. Right. You know, like I don't. I wouldn't go there if you called in sick one day and the workout was just on the board. Right. Like that's that's the product. So here's a perfect example. After the first debate, we had this moment where I was like, I've got to figure out a way to make sure that the gym does not become a place for people just to bitch about politics. If people want to have constructive conversations, like legit conversations, that is great. That's what we're all about. Like, let's sit around and talk about life, talk about other things besides, yes, we will work out. We will work hard. We will do, you know, but this community and the sharing of ideas and sharing in the effort is important. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Because I don't want today to turn into like a a day of depression. <laughs> so at the first class I said, Hey guys, so here's the deal. This is a great day, you know? And the nice thing is you get to be here for the next hour and you get to be a little distracted rather than, cause mm-hmm. I was hoping that people wouldn't sit around and like get polarized in the gym. And, right. and then this is the moment for you guys to, you know, sit around and work out and then just maybe not think about the debate for a little bit. And just enjoy each other, you know, and rather so me throwing it out there and getting right. over that hump and getting over that initial, yeah, like, the ice kinda, yeah, yeah, it diffused everything and people kind of laughed it off and there was no issues. There was one class that I didn't say that. Oh, God. And there were two people that got after it and they were like, 
they, it was not a positive, it was not a conversation. It was two people trying to promote their thoughts and ideas to the other person. And what happened was they both, it ended up being good in the end, but it was not good. I came around the corner, came around the side, and it was just like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. What are you going to say, Barry? Well, I, I was raising my hand. I want you to finish that thought. Okay. And so those two people got after it. They apologized to each other and apologized to me later. And it was like, hey, we're really sorry. It's just, it's just, and they just both said, it's that's not, that's not me. That's not me. That's not how I handle things. I'm really sorry I turned your gym into that. And I said, I'm totally fine because now we're actually talking about it. Before you guys weren't talking about it. So, yeah. Well, I want to go back, right? Like, yeah. I want to go back to the root of all this and why we're doing it. And so, you know, we're talking about the people that come to your gym, but I want to talk about you, John Mark. Oh. <laughs> I want to ask the hard question. He turns that around. Um, I mean, you know, are you. You know, you talk a lot about the stuff that's going on in your community, but like how close to home is this for you? And like you are the guy that going into the gym and putting the same work up out every Monday. So are you also suffering from Groundhog Day fatigue and depression? And like, you know, like I guess that's got to be an interesting spot because you've created a spot that is one of my releases, right? Like it's the perfect way to kick off my Monday and start my work week, go in there, get my mind right. But what about you? Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, all of it's, if I think of it this way, if I'm feeling this, I know I'm not alone. So I'm going to voice that. I'm going to talk about it. And I guarantee you, there's going to be somebody else in the gym that's feeling the same way. And that they hear me voice that and bring this up, they hopefully will feel as though that they're not alone. And in reality, that's, that's, you just don't want to feel alone in the world. That's, that's it. You, it's not feeling validated or feeling right. That's why people jump on certain parties or politics or certain things or groups and things like that. You just don't want to be alone, alone in your feelings, alone in your understandings, alone in just, in, in feeling like, um, this might be a, a, a and in, when you do feel connected to someone, it's not just because they believe the same thing. It's more so that you, you want to know the big questions in life. You want to know the little, even the little things in life that you are feeling as though I'm, I'm not crazy. You know, I'm feeling the same way that this person is. So has it been hard for you? I mean, yeah. you, have you, has it been, have you had a moment where you're like, you know, like you got something to take something you love and can look forward to and have you, you know, dread it and like work through that. And... I would say there are days where I walk into the gym and I feel the heaviness of everyone and I can just sense it. It's just like this. And I take that on. And the hard part is I have the same conversations almost every single class. And so it's like I have groundhog class. It's like someone's going to bring up some political, oh, I've got this knee problem, oh, I've got this, and I've got this going on, and I've got that. 
And so by the end of the day on Mondays, and it's typically just Mondays because I think people come back from the weekend, they haven't been spending time with these people, and it feels like they're community. So they all want to talk about certain things, and they haven't seen them all you know, for the last four days. So they're like going to chat it up. Um, the issue is, is that I take on a lot of that. And probably because I like our gym to be so personalized, there is a negative payoff sometimes. So there is a negative um, where it can just wear on me. Now, that's also what I've chosen. I just need to protect myself and take care of myself personally to make sure that I'm I'm How do you do that? that? I'm healthy. Um, I I have to get outside. I have to be outside. You have to play? Yeah, I have to play. I mean, if I don't get outside, then I do have that despair moment. I do have that. I I have to I have to recognize again, like, I have to be in nature, connect with nature, and I need to have conversations like this with you guys. Like, it's important. It's It's not me moderating. Like, I need to sit down with other people, my wife, friends, and I need to have that human connection with others and, and my nature connection. Like, if I don't have a connection to nature every single day, I can feel the weightiness of what's going on. And it's specifically because I'm in, I'm in a gym doing physical things, but my reason for opening a gym is not so I could be inside all the time. It's so I could enjoy the outside more. And it gets really hard sometimes when I'm in, indoors all the time. So, yeah. This is making me think of, like, on a day-to-day basis where I would like to implement more play structure. And I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Barry. Like, when someone asks you, like, for the millionth time, like, what do you do for a living? <laughs> or how you're feeling that day. Right. And you answer the same way, the mundane answer every every time i'd like to change that you know what i mean yeah and it's a small thing but i think this relates to like mundane workouts how do you make something mundane and disciplined i think the purpose behind it's huge like like you if you don't put a purpose to why you do your job or why you're doing your thing then it's gonna feel really mundane um yeah i yeah I kind of want to take another rabbit hole, but I'm not going to. We'll save it for next time. <laughs> it's bigger know, than a 10-minute rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, it's bigger bigger than a 10-minute rabbit hole. Um, but I, We should write it down so we can. Yeah, but I, I think just purpose in general, like, okay, I'm here to serve my kids. I'm here to serve others. Like, I'm here to help humanity. I'm here to bring something important to others. And in doing that, you serve yourself. Like, like you've given mm. yourself something special and if it's all self-serving and it's all what I get out of it then it just doesn't so if you think about it this way for a lot of people they come to the gym to take care of themselves so they can love their family better because if you don't take care of yourself you're not worth anything to anybody else and so there's lots of mm-hmm. I see this all the time for a lot of you know new moms but take care of yourself community thing yeah yeah, I mean, yeah not... it's it's huge because if a lot of new moms and people like that, I mean, they're they're just giving, 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 giving all the time, and and they're just drained, 
And if they don't take care of themselves, they're not going to be good to their new newborn kid. They're not going to be good to their husband. They're not going to be good, not good to their husband. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, we should complain about that for a <laughs> No, you know, you understand what I'm saying. You can I'm, pause it I'm now, saying, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in reality, it's like you're not going to be the best version of yourself unless you take care of yourself. And we need each other to be the best version of themselves to have a good community. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, people. How do you respond to that, Barry? Like, when. What do you. Barry, what do you do? For fun? <laughs> I mean, Barry, See, I feel like. See, that's playful, though. Like, if you that's were, my like, favorite answer. If you respond for that, with that, like, that's a playful. Oh, for fun? Thing. Yeah, no, I. See, that's I, great. I, I look, there's that. a number of reasons why people that. ask that question. You know, and, like, I really try to ask people, what do you do for fun? How you been sleeping? Do you like spicy food? Do you have any pets? Like, <laughs> if you can ask somebody those questions <laughs> first, like, I love it. Like, it totally right. throws people off their guard. But we've gotten into that. Like, what do you do? Because it's because we don't really care and it's a habit and it's an easy question. And, you know, like, ultimately, like, eventually getting to know you, I'm going to get to know what you do. And, um, you know, but like, I, I definitely don't think the most compelling part about me is what I do for a living. So I try to move the situation, um, back to the, you know, like either I want to steer towards something I'm exciting about, or if I want to get to know you and you clearly want to talk about what you do for work, like, all right, I don't know how to run a capture the action studio. Tell me all about it. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, that's my number one go-to instance. What do you do for fun? Well, I like to, you know, and I think if you like are, if you're able to change your answer to that question or, or take a more playful approach, that's going to go into so many other aspects of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so here, here would be the deal. So you have a lot of pro athletes and they've started to realize that, um, their identity, there's a hard stop when their sport ends. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No. Yeah. They're they're, And they will even in the middle of their sport, they're so hyper focused on their training, 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 training. And they forget that it's fun. They forget that. So like the U.S. ski team girls uh, just got back and one of the one of the team members I trained and she was like, yeah, sometimes we just play uh, spike ball. Because sometimes it's just good to not train and do something active and just fun. Yeah. And and that happens. What happened was I thought I was done raft racing, thought I was, like, over it. Kurt convinced me to do a race in August. It was Fibark. It was a three-hour paddling race. And I was like, dude, I haven't paddled at all. Like, I've been, like, I've been doing other stuff, but... I haven't been paddling. I'm not going to go do a three hour race. He convinced me to do it. And I was really in reality. I, it was kind of like I'm done raft racing cause I didn't enjoy it anymore. And then I got in the boat in the first 15 minutes. I was like, I forgot. I just needed to be reminded that I really love this. And sometimes it feels like a job and it feels like work and we need to figure out how to fall in love mm-hmm. with certain things again. And if we get it taken away, just like we did during lockdown, just like we're getting a lot of things taken away now, then I hate to say taken away. We're, we are choosing different lives right now for a bigger purpose. And then eventually when that stuff starts to come back, we're going to we're gonna have to really ask ourselves, okay, let's try it 
And if we don't really enjoy it again, let's get rid of it. But I think comparing a sport that we like to do is also kind of flippant and comparing it to a professional athlete. Like that's why the professional comes first. Like everybody that's ever ridden road bikes is like, oh man, how cool would it be with a professional cyclist? No, no. You think really think putting thirty five miles a thirty five hours a week on a road bike, rain, sun, snow, like it's gonna turn into work real fast. And that's that's why professional comes first. And so. I do think that there's also a bit of a problem in our society, how we, um, I mean, almost as much as our society loves rich people and thinks rich people could do no wrong. If someone is an elite level athlete, it's crazy how much our society, um, worships bows down to them. Like, wait, am I really taking political advice from the guy that's really good at skateboarding? Like what the, what's going on here? You know, like, so Sorry, I don't. I'm not a couple <laughs> tangents there. I'd like to get wound up, but it's more than but I get three minutes saying. left of podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare my. Oh man, this sport I really enjoy is getting a little boring. <laughs> like I cannot compare that to someone that does it professionally, right? You know, and but I, I get it with like with my job. There are parts of my job that, you know, I work in an industry. A lot of people think, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to work in industries that at first glance people are like oh that sounds awesome well let me tell you it, it's not well, as but exciting I, but as i think it definitely happens in this valley i think there's a lot of people that feel pressured to do certain things because they live here and all their friends do this sport and they're mm-hmm. going to go ski because that's what they're supposed to do and they're miserable and maybe they need to reevaluate some things so um any last thoughts? Well, I, I did, need to give a big shout out go. to my D and D group that has been real nimble about taking this thing <laughs> Dungeons online. And Dragons. Yeah, big shout out to Lassiveri in the dark. He's a level nine necromancer and he keeps us all together. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Dude, I was like, I dude, dude you this. are. He's really. He's, awesome. He knows a little too much about that. I <laughs> a think, little right too there. much about everything. Yeah. yeah. Are you interested? But what did Kobe say? What did Kobe Bryant say? Uh, he he always lived his career around like constantly learning, like every. Every, every time he went out, he would always try to learn yeah. something new. And that's what yeah. kept it fresh for him. I mean, I mean, I think that's... Yeah, if you, if you think you've arrived, I think that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, we heard you, Barry. I, no, can't, I, I can't wait. Go ahead, Barry. I'm not going to say it until the mics are off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I thought of the most effed up joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really entertaining myself over here. <laughs> Uh, well, cool. Well, yeah, thanks. we gotta wrap it up. Thanks, uh, fellas. This is always a good time. Yeah. Drop those sure. addresses in the comments. I'll send you some postcards. <laughs> we need to go down some more rabbit Peace. holes, though. Uh, we next week we should just plan on Two some hours. ridiculous. I want it's prepared rabbit holes, down. and it should be like we don't really know what we're talking about. Right. We need a Jamie. You're supposed to be Jamie. Let's then. get spacey on the podcast. Well, I'm trying to. We need Joe I, Rogan, Jamie. Well, I need a, I need a laptop. Yeah, we need a laptop so we, can go, we, so we can Google things. Because that some strong is always accurate. I'd be down for that. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just some coffee. <laughs> we can make some coffee here. Hey, well, so thanks for tuning in. Everybody. Bye, Barry. Bye. 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 Bye.